This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. The weekend is here, thank goodness. And Arsenal are back tomorrow in what can be a game to take Arsenal four points clear at the top of the Premier League with a win over Leeds United. I'm looking very much looking forward to being at Ellen Road tomorrow. I've just learned that apparently it's not on TV in the UK, so... Even more fortunate to be there. Always frustrating, especially for a Sunday game. For some reason, why games aren't televised in the UK. Um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, people have to find other ways of, of tuning in. Uh, good morning, everybody in the chat box. Hope you're good. Hope you're well. Uh, Olu, good morning to you. To Matt G, to Jose and Kaiser and Martin. Good morning to Paul and Paul uh, and PJ and Peter and Clear Away Dave and Rodeo. Good morning to you, to Clear Away Dave and Steve, to Anthony and SJ Chan. Hope you've had a fantastic day. Uh, hope that you've had a great week. Uh, let's kick on with today's stories after, of course, you dropped a like on the video. Really does help us out and subscribe to the channel as well. We're only 60% of you are subscribed. I keep telling you, it's not moving. It's not changing. Maybe that's because more people are subscribing that still are new to the channel. But just keep subbing. If you aren't indeed subscribed, please do. If you aren't already following us on Spotify and iTunes, if you haven't yet left us a review on Spotify and iTunes, please help us out and go do that. We actually, as I said yesterday, managed to get into the top 50 of podcasts in some kind of category on Spotify, which is mad. If you could leave a review, if you could leave a five-star rating, Really, really would appreciate that. It helps us out massively. Um, William Saliba's shirt, as I said before, is no longer the competition. And the competition right now is a signed 2022-23 Arsenal squad uh, shirt from last season uh, with the players from this season having signed it. Very complicated, but it looks amazing. Um, certainly worth getting involved in. And a ticket, uh, two hospitality tickets to go see Arsenal against FC Zurich in the Europa League. I can tell you now that 100 and Nine 
Tickets have been bought for this competition, meaning that's uh, a total of uh, 90 remain, giving you a great chance to win. Really massive chance to win this one, if indeed you haven't already got on it. So it's definitely worth having a go at. Uh, let's move forward, though, to our first story of the day, uh, reminding you to go and listen, watch, look back at our preview of Leeds United against Arsenal. I was joined by Harry Simeu yesterday to talk all about the game, about the big talking points of who starts at left-back, what kind of threats are Leeds going to bring to us. A bit of a reaction as well to the re- recent Reese James news, of course, which we'll talk a bit more about in today's show and more. So do go and check out the latest Canton Simu show combined with the preview show. Um, Jurgen Klopp in a stereotypically angry, frustrated, short, blunt press conference. Um, you know, sometimes I am a little bit, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit, I, I complain a little bit sometimes of the lack of warmth in Mikel Arteta's press conferences. Well, Jurgen Klopp does take this to a whole new level at times with his answers. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like talking to the media. Um, Klopp claims that nobody can compete with Manchester City. He says that the best team in the world has added the best striker on the market. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I, I, whilst I agree in, in, in kind of a sense, you know, I, I guess that no, it's really difficult to compete with, with Man City. I mean, they're not top of the table, Jürgen. There's only one team top of the table right now, and it's thanks to a win over your side that we certainly are. So whilst I agree on the whole about the whole idea that, you know, it's difficult to compete with Man City, or I don't agree in the sense that nobody can compete. I think that there are still ways. And it's ironic because Liverpool are actually able to do it. And another irony being that Liverpool spent more money on their striker the Man City spent on Erling Haaland. So, and I know they had a release clause, of course, but still, I do find that a little bit strange. Um, so there you go. Uh, Jacker has opened up in what is an interview that you should definitely go and watch on the Arsenal web shop with, uh, website with Frimmy. Uh, definitely worth doing. Uh, really good open talk about kind of scoring in the derby. Uh, worth listening, talking about kind of his family and, and also the recovery and the turnaround that he's had, the new role that he plays at the club as well. You can go and watch that over on the Arsenal website. I won't spoil too much more of it for you, but definitely I encourage you to go and give it a listen. Uh, Fabio Vieira has also opened up about kind of transitioning to the Premier League and kind of how he struggled in some senses to to find his way. Uh, he's obviously having to compete straight away with players. He says it's a different type of game. In Portugal, it's different. In England, it's more physical and you need to work on this. I promise I'm working. Arteta has been kind of seen and um, watched shouting at Fabio Vieira in certain games to be tracking back more, to be stronger in his challenges, to stand up to the opposition. Vieira does go down under challenges very easily at the moment because he's been used to that kind of game in Portugal. He's going to take time to transition and that's fine. Players that come from abroad tend to need to do that. Not all of them, but most of them need some transition time. So Fabio's going to get that. And thankfully, he's kind of coming in as a player that we've already got someone amazing in Erdogan playing in his role. So he's able to have that time to transition without necessarily having the pressure on him to progress and improve. Now, Reese James's knee injury is said to be worse than what originally was expected. He will, it seems, miss at least a few weeks and could indeed be missing for Arsenal's game against Chelsea at the start of November. There's even rumours that he may not make the World Cup squad, although I feel as though he will 
be back for that period. But with another injury to a right back, with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Carl Walker also suffering problems, this does open the door that much more for Ben White. I wrote about this this morning. You can read the article over at Football London. I feel as though White should be in the team anyway. I feel he's done enough that he should be in the squad. I also think it's a good thing for Arsenal to have more players in the World Cup squad. I think having that morale boost, that confidence boost, absolutely outweighs the fitness side of things because actually having kind of a period where football just stops is going to be a bit of an issue for Arsenal, uh, a really big issue for Arsenal. I think an issue that maybe people aren't necessarily talking about so much. Um, but yeah, I think absolutely we can see uh, Ben White get into that team without too much of an issue. Um, Douglas Louise has signed a brand new contract at Aston Villa, which pretty much spells an end to any talk of him signing for Arsenal, either in January or in the longer term as well. Arsenal, as we know, went in with three bids on deadline day to try and sign the Brazilian midfielder. Uh, he instead chose... We didn't exactly choose to remain. Aston Villa just turned all the bids down and said that he was untouchable and wasn't moving. He's now made his decision to sign a new contract with the club for the long term, meaning that any potential move for Arsenal will not be happening. Now, a lot, a lot of people will be pleased about this because they would rather see Arsenal move for somebody else. And that's completely fair. I think there are better players out there than Douglas Luiz, uh, but he will certainly not be arriving at Arsenal anytime soon. Uh, Mikel Arteta's pre-Leeds press conference has already happened. However, you'll have to wait until this evening for his answers. The answers to that are embargoed until a little bit later on tonight. In fact, quite later on tonight, half 10 p.m. UK time, I think. We have to wait until we get those answers out into the public eye. So... I have to wait for those. But uh, what we can talk about is that supposedly rumours flying about that Arsenal will play two extra games against AC Milan and Lyon over the course of the winter break whilst the World Cup is going on. Arsenal are set to travel out to the Middle East. The reason for that is so that players that drop out of the World Cup group stage can easily fly from Qatar to the Middle East uh, and continue to play and train with the team. They will then play against AC Milan and Leon in two behind-closed-doors friendly. We imagine they'll be behind-closed-doors. I don't imagine that they will be um, anything other than that. In order to get kind of fitness up, in order to get match fitness going, in order to get kind of their minds set on what they need to do, um, this is a really good opportunity for Arsenal. I think it's a really smart move by Mikel Arteta and the club to do this. Uh, it gives us an opportunity, obviously, to play more games and to get kind of the players warmed up and ready for when Football returns on Boxing Day. Yeah, returns on Boxing Day. Crazy things. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is expected to be fit for the game against Leeds on Sunday. Uh, so there should not be any issues regarding his availability. However, the possibility of seeing Alexander Zinchenko remains a serious doubt. There's no guarantees that Zinchenko will be available. Mikel Arteta is expected to have some of the words on the squad fitness published tonight in the embargoed quotes. So make sure you wait until then. But uh, Jesus is expected to be available. Alexander Zinchenko, however, is a doubt. And as we know, Smith-Rowe and Elneny are both out. That completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's go into the chat box. Big, big Fats of Lackey says, uh, oh, brilliant, nice teams to play against. And Lacazette, yes, Arsenal will reunite with Lacazette when Arsenal play, supposedly, Leon when they go and play them in the, what we're going to call the Winter Series uh, of Friendlies. We will, of course, bring you coverage of those over at TGT. Uh, and, of course, on the Arsenal way and Football London as well. So all the info of those games will be uh, for you and available for you on those sites. Um, let's go to Arasilki, who says, uh, but, but, Southgate doesn't rate Benjamin White. I mean, he doesn't seem to, does he? He's not picked him well enough whatsoever in a lot of his England squads. If White does not make the next one, he's beyond help. He's beyond help if White doesn't make the next squads for England. It's frankly ridiculous that he isn't. Uh, Azrul says, uh, would you take Joao Felix? Uh, the answer to that is no. The reason being is Atletico Madrid would be asking for a ridiculous fee. And I don't really know where he fits in. Obviously, you'd say he competes with Gabriel Jesus. But if you're going to be spending upwards of 60, 70, maybe even 80 million to bring in Joao Felix, I'm not sure he's worth it when the player that you've got already is, you know, we spent less than that on him and he's clearly a starter over Joao Felix as well. I think Arsenal need to look for a player that if you want someone as versatile as Felix, then you need to bring in someone that's obviously going to be able to compete with the players that we've got and he's going to be content knowing that not going to be starting every single game, which I'm not sure that Joao Felix would necessarily be that. Uh, Saim says, hey, Tom, uh, if El Nenny is fully fit by January, would you rather we wait till the summer and go for a Bellingham or a Rice, or would you go for someone else in January? I'd wait all and go all out for Jude Bellingham. I think that if you could tell me that there was a guarantee that we could go for a Bellingham or a Rice, then obviously I would wait. But the problem is, is that we don't have that guarantee. We don't know whether or not Arsenal are going to be able to get one of Rice or Bellingham, even if they qualify for the Champions League next season. And so therefore, I think the importance remains for Arsenal to strengthen in January. However, I don't necessarily think that signing a player stops us from doing that in the summer, because I think the idea should be that we find Elneny's replacement, kind of that that competitive option, find his replacement as a backup or as a cover or as a competitor to Lokonga, I'd then send Lokonga on loan next season. I think that might be the smarter option for Arsenal. Send Lokonga on loan next season, bring someone in, get them both playing, see what Lokonga's like in a competitive league, playing every game of every single uh, week, and then we can get a better idea about his development, his progression, and then obviously we can use the player that we've signed in the January window to have as our competitor, along with, I think, a top-class midfield acquisition that we absolutely needs to make um oh two sneezes in two shows we're on good form uh reese prince says tom do you think patino will sign a new contract i have no reason to think that he wouldn't reese uh obviously he has that two-year option in the current contract that arsenal can extend there is a deadline on that that arsenal need to activate it before them however I think that we want to sign Patino up to a brand new contract anyway, 
Um, and he's very happy at Arsenal and he knows that it's a progression path for him at Arsenal. So it's not too much of a problem. I think Arsenal are in control of that one. Uh, Ian says, what's going on with Zinchenko? Um, he's got muscular problems uh, at the moment. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> Ian says, we are not missing him. That is what happens when we have good competition. Uh, City-like in itself, but we need him and it's getting concerning. He just has muscular issues right now muscular issues tend to reoccur if you rush them back or if you play them too early and I think we have unfortunately rushed Zinchenko back into the fold potentially too early I think Arteta felt that we absolutely needed him for the North London derby it paid off in the end but it's come at a cost and we've lost Zinchenko unfortunately we now need and we've got the opportunity to rest him hopefully we'll have him available for some of the games maybe in November he's not going to the World Cup so he will get a full recovery period throughout December and the end of November so that's going to be really key for him I don't think I'd be concerned as of yet because we keep rushing him back in too quickly. Uh, Matthew DeSouza says Tom do you see Ethan Wanieri appearing again in the first team this season I don't know is the honest answer. Um, I don't know whether or not he will. He's been playing in the under-18s for Jack Wilshire. He's not been playing in the under-21s. The reason for why he was called up to the bench was obviously because we were lacking in the attacking midfield options and the forward options. And Arteta really liked his attitude and kind of wanted to show that there is an opportunity to young players. If you show the right attitude, if you show the right form, no matter if you're in the under-18s or if you're in under-21s, you can get a chance. Um what I would say is, and a colleague of mine, Bailey Keogh, is covering the under-21s for Arsenal this season. I think he's up in Northampton potentially today to watch the under-21s. So make sure if you're interested in the under-21s football that you're following all of that coverage over at FL. Uh, he said, watching kind of the under-21s against Spurs last weekend, that there is not a lot of quality in terms of the forward players in the under-21 squad. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Ethan Wanieri kind of push forward. The reason why there's not loads and an abundance of quality in the under-21s' forward line is because they've all been stepped up to the first team. Smith Rowe, Saka, you know, these guys could have played in the under-21s. Um, following Balogun, of course, has gone on loan to realms and is doing really, really well. So I don't think necessarily that it's a bad thing because all of our great players are off elsewhere doing something. You've got Mika Bireth as well as doing really well now at RKC Valvike in the Netherlands. So... It's not an issue for me. It's not necessarily too much of a problem. But I think Ethan Wanieri will get his opportunity more so in the under-21s, hopefully soon. Um, BG says, what are you talking about? Felix is a baller. At what point did I say that Felix isn't good? Again, this is a very frustrating thing for me sometimes when I say one thing and it's interpreted, interpreted, uh, interpreted, that's the word, really tricky word to say, especially considering its context, and it's interpreted a different way. Did I say that Felix is not a good player? No. Did I say that it's going to be difficult to justify spending 70-plus million quid on a player that doesn't start over Gabriel Jesus? Yes. So let's try and, you know, just take them, you have to take them all the different which ways. Afford it for what it is. Uh, Jose says, any update on El Nenny? Uh, should be back in January, Jose. Uh, that's the information that I've got on that one. Uh, Jomo says, hey, Tom, would you take uh, Mbwemo uh, from Brentford on the right wing? It's not actually that bad of a shout. Premier League level, Premier League quality, ready, transitioned, shown really good quality in big games, scoring against us, I think. Has he got a goal against us? I'm not sure if he has. Uh, he's definitely got one against Manchester United, um, but he's looked very good. So why not have him as a potential option? Maybe we need to do some digging into that. Uh, could be a really intriguing option for Arsenal to use. Uh, MRK Pilkin, uh, or Plin, and Marky Plin? Maybe that's what it is. It says, uh, how much is Tavares worth? 
I think probably around the 20 million pound mark. I think he's done very, very well at Marseille. I think he did a good job at Arsenal. I don't think he was perfect. But I think he was good in, in a lot of games that he played. I think he was overlooked in some of the later games because he were exposed by having no Partey, no Tierney, no Tomiyasu and no White for some of those games. And I think Tavares suffered because of that. But if you look at his performances in the first half of last season, I thought he was really strong. Games like Leicester, Watford, Newcastle, Aston Villa. thought he was great. So add on to his performances for Marseille this season, I'd say we've definitely doubled, potentially even tripled the 7 million that we paid for him uh, in the summer of 2021. So yeah, I think it's been very, very successful. Uh, Omar says, do you think Liverpool will do something against City? It's a great question because we don't know the answer. I'm hopeful that they will. Uh, City have got a very bad record at Anfield. They've not won there in a very, very, very long time. Not in the Pep Guardiola era in the league. So there's a good chance that Liverpool can do something big against Manchester City. Uh, I hope that they do because it <laughs> creates more of an excitement for Arsenal. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah. Let's wait and see. What I will say is that there's no, I should say this now, for those that are wondering, there's no uh, live show tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm up very early to go to Leeds tomorrow, so there isn't, I can't do a live show. I did debate trying to pre-record something, but I'm out all day today, so I'm not sure I'm going to get a chance to do it. But no live show tomorrow. Hopefully can bring you some funny, not funny, but just interesting and fun videos for my trip up to Leeds. That should be good for you guys to watch. Uh, Temi says, what would Bellingham and Danilo add to our midfield, Tom? Discuss. I think, interestingly, what Bellingham adds immediately is quality. He also adds a psychological statement of Arsenal bringing him in. The dynamism that he adds, the progression, the forward passing, the kind of the way in which he tracks back as well, the box-to-box -box quality of that guy is nearly unrivaled. He adds youth, but still experience of playing in the Champions League, even though he's 19, which is crazy. But the most thing is, is, is the quality that he adds. He adds someone that's going to compete and better Granite Xhaka in that left eight role. And then Danilo, what he brings is someone who's probably the closest to what we've seen to Thomas Partey playing in that number six role. Someone that's really kind of forward thinking, but still very good at sweeping in front of that back four. Youth, inexperienced, sure, even though he's older than Bellingham um, and he's been playing in Brazil, so it's a risk. But I think both of them would add so much quality and a continuation of the youth project that's sent us to the top of the table at this point. So there you go. Uh, let's go to Balaja says, what are your thoughts on this Leeds away game? The current Leeds team has the intensity and quality to hurt us during transitions and we shouldn't take them lightly, as we shouldn't any team in the Premier League. It's going to be a tricky game. Balaji, if you want to know mine and Harry Simu's thoughts about the Leeds game, go and watch our preview show, which came out yesterday. It's the last upload on this channel. Uh, Deep Kundu says, Hi, Tom. Do you think Martinelli and Magalhaes will get a call-up for Qatar? It's my understanding that Gabriel Magalhaes or Magalhaes... Uh, I really need to better, get better at pronouncing his surname. Uh, Gabriel Magalhaes uh, will be in the squad. He'll be probably the third or fourth-choice centre-back in the team. Martinelli didn't look to be in the squads, but his form is just, it's, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore how good he's been. So he's given himself a great chance of potentially being in the squads. Uh, let's see what Chite chooses to do come the summer. Um, Amira says, hi, Tom. Do you think the Boda Glimt game, as bad as we were, explains why you need to have players like Xhaka Gabriel who have the physical presence on the pitch? Not just talking about physical stature, potentially. And also the mindset, you know, that they bring, the confidence that they bring. Gabriel is wildly underrated which I don't like to say because he shouldn't be underrated but he's been in for a lot of criticism unduly I know he's made some mistakes but I'm not going to go at like a broken record now you know we've talked at length about why Gabriel is still a lot better than what people give him credit for but 
Uh, I think both of them are important to the way that we play. But I don't read too much into that game on Thursday. I think there are a lot of external factors that affected how we played. I'm looking forward to seeing Arsenal get back to their their true selves, if you like, on Sunday. Um, Bradley says, Tom, what about Bellingham and Savage? The problem with signing in Bellingham and Savage is that you're signing two players that play in the same kind of position. They would both play for me where Xhaka is. I know Milinkovic-Savage could play where Erdogan is as well. I don't think Milinkovic-Savage would play where Partey is. Uh, M, uh, SMS, for me, you've got Vieira, you've got Odegaard, we don't need to sign him. It's one or the other. Either sign Bellingham, or if you can't sign Bellingham, go get Milinkovic-Savage. I know he's older. I know that he's an investment that you necessarily wouldn't see a return on in the future, kind of similar to Thomas Partey. But I think we've got so much great youth and talent coming through. We can actually afford to take a bit of a, an investment on an older player that adds world-class quality immediately and just steps up that level even further. So I still would, I think, sign Milinkovic-Savic, but you'd have to choose between one or the other. I lean towards Bellingham because of his age and because of how good he's been, but I'd be happy with either of those two. I think they're fantastic. Uh, Arsenal FC Football says, Tom, this Saliba guy will go to a PSG or Real Madrid next summer. I just hope we get big money for him. Uh, Arsenal FC Football, one of our most pessimistic commenters I've noticed in the comment sections. I hope that he signs a brand new deal. The club are confident that he'll sign a brand new deal. Let's see what happens. Uh, Sinistera is apparently fit, says Rohit. Uh, hasn't been um, for a while, but Sinistera is definitely a player that you should keep your eyes on. Did really well at Feyenoord last season. Scored lots of goals and lots of assists. Uh, one that will definitely need to be ready for, depending on where he's playing and who he's going to be up against. Uh, PJ says, Tom, what's your thoughts of Skamaka's performances so far this season? And do you think we missed a good buy? I think he's he's gradually come good. You know, it's a little bit of a slow start at West Ham, but he has gradually integrated himself, as most players do. Uh, he's not like most Italian players that haven't played abroad. He has played abroad before, and so he's got that experience, which potentially makes it easier for him. But I don't think we necessarily missed out on it because it was going to be one or the other. It was going to be him or Jesus. We weren't going to sign two strikers. I don't think it was going to happen. The only way that we would have signed two strikers is if we'd have qualified for the Champions League, which we didn't do. And so I think that Gabriel Jesus being signed as just that priority was absolutely the best option that we could have gone for. And we are reaping the benefits of that. But who knows? Maybe we'll see Skamaka boss it even more and you'll see Arsenal be ruthless in the market and go for him a little bit later. Who knows? Uh, who knows indeed? Anyway, slightly short show this morning. Got a lot going on today uh, and this morning as well. But please do drop a like on the video. Please do subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. It's always a genuine pleasure to join you for these morning shows. Um, thank you to the members. I've been doing a lot of work more so in the Discord server, getting a lot of feedback on different things. So thank you to everybody in our Discord server. If you would like to support the channel, you can do that um, by going to the link tree in the description, becoming a member. If you become an expert member or a TGT ambassador, you join our Discord server and you get to come on the show as well, which is always great. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Always appreciated. I'll see you probably most likely Monday, um, most likely on Monday. Uh, after the Leeds game for your reaction because as I say I'm going to be at the game tomorrow um, you can follow all of the action from Ellen Road on the live blog which I'll be doing from Ellen Road tomorrow so uh, over on football.london make sure you follow us there see you soon have a great day have a great weekend and as always and most importantly up the Arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.